Welcome back, everybody, to a new episode of the Movies and Brews podcast, where we talk movies and we drink some brews. I'm Jordan, and staring me through the screen here is the D1000. And no, that does not stand for Dickwad. Dickwad. No problemo. Dickwad. <laughs> that was a good one. I like that. Today, we are doing a throwback. Celebrating its 30th anniversary, we are going to talk one of the best sequels of all time, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and there's no fate but what you make. Cheers. Cheers. All right. So for this episode, Daniel, this beer seems like it'd be appropriate. Check it out. Terminator Stout. Hell yeah. Seemed very appropriate nice. for today's episode. There you pick go. some up. Thankfully, they had it in a cooler in the back. So, yeah, I thought it was just like sitting in a room and I'd have to come back and put it in the freezer. Thankfully, that wasn't the case. Mm. Very nice. I bought some of their Sunflower IPA uh, a couple weeks ago. Oh, uh, did you? Nice. Yeah. So, this is by McMinnums. They're still one of my favorite IPA, or uh, excuse me, stouts. Not my favorite stout, but one of my favorite stouts. It's up there. This is probably anytime I go to the Mims location, my go-to. Nice. What do you drink on your end? Oh, right. I'm like, what, what am I doing? I got my Fremont Lush IPA. Fremont Lush. Yeah, it's really good. I've had it a few times on the show. I don't know if I've had that one. It's really good. It's, I don't know. It's just a really clean IPA, like not, not too busy, but it's really good. I will have to check that out. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Well, let's move on here, Daniel. Let's get into some movie news here. We skipped it the last couple of weeks. Let's see anything going on in the movie news world. Any good announcements? Yeah. Okay. So there's one thing I really want to talk about, but we'll talk about uh, first that the Venom or Let There Be Carnage trailer dropped. I think I think we got a teaser trailer before this, but this was like the full trailer. We had a shorter trailer. Yeah. Yeah, and I still haven't watched the original Venom, but I um, might check it out before this movie comes out. But I mean, the big draw is obviously Carnage. Correct. One of the best villains ever. I gotta DC say the or Marvel. The character design looks really good. Yeah, they show a transformation where it just kind of like envelops Woody Harrelson into the Carnage symbiote, and it looks fucking sweet. I as well have not seen Venom. I don't know why I've put it off this long, but I think it's time to finally watch it because I do want to see this sequel. Yeah, I am excited to see. I mean, like, I don't necessarily love Woody Harrelson as Cassidy, but the Carnage effect looked really good and I love Carnage. So I'm going to strap in for this one and definitely uh, hope it hope it at least is a kick-ass movie. Not necessarily good, but I wanted to see Carnage like mess some people up. Maybe they'll put in some of the theme music from Maxim Carnage from Super Nintendo. Probably not. But yes, Let There Be Carnage. I like the trailer. I'm looking for. I forget. When does it come out again? This fall? September 24th. September 24th? Okay. Sweet. Well, we got some time to watch Venom. I definitely want to watch it beforehand. Mm-hmm. And one of the other bits of movie news is I they've announced a release date for the Lord of the Rings Amazon series, and it's going to premiere on September 2nd in 2022. 
Oh, nice. Nice. So a little over a year away, and we're going to get five seasons of this show. Definitely curious. I'm definitely curious too, because it is like became the most expensive TV show ever produced. I bet. Because they pre-ordered five seasons. Wow. So it's not going to end. They already made like an over billion dollar like con- like budget for it. Holy for all five seasons cow. i think wow but essentially amazon gave them all the money up front because all the seasons are going to be filmed just back to back to back well like not, how the movies were not like amazon doesn't have the money especially after this last year <laughs> exactly that is crazy though 200 million a season i think so i mean i, I say that but i guess well, I think no, I think it's more than that. Let me let me look it up. I remember looking this up before. Like well, I mean, I say that, but I guess I guess uh what were they paying? Like two million per cast member on for the last season's friends, which was what so that'd be twelve million times twenty-four episodes, so two hundred and eighty-eight million for a season of friends for the last couple seasons when they had that kind of salary. So okay, so the first season alone is gonna cost four hundred and sixty-five million dollars. Holy cow! That's for one season. That is nuts. So and that's essentially hey, hey, uh, if it's Nef- on budget too. Nef- like <laughs> she should have put that kind of budget into the next Stranger Things season. There's there's no way they can do that. No. Plus, it doesn't need $465 million to make it. Although to support it, if they want to release another Stranger Thing Lego set, I'd be all for it. And I'd be there day one to buy it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, okay. Things so set. anyway, the Lord, back on track. But the Lord of the Rings Amazon series premieres September 2nd, 2022, with a ridiculously huge budget. Well, so are they going to go back through the books and just tell the story slower? Or how no, is this going to work? It's a new, it's new content okay all right which is good but, it's going to be expand i would be so mad if like yeah we're gonna make a middle earth movie who we're gonna see something else no we're gonna retell the movies no no thanks we have the extended editions it's fine yeah i'm just curious what where they're drawing the material from i think they're just building out like and i don't know if it's from the samarillion or anything else but i my understanding is it's going to be like new stories well as long as it's not doesn't as long as it doesn't end like that last season of Game of Thrones. Which yeah. never actually seen, but I've just heard people like last season. I know. <laughs> people I people know. were not happy from what I heard, so well, I know. I still haven't watched it. Yeah, I, I'm in no hurry. I'm but like, okay, man. Jordan, the, the real reason for the season, the reason I'm like, no, I gotta talk about this because uh I have Brendan Fraser news. Really? Yeah. From the mummy himself, if he wasn't actually a mummy, but Brandon Fraser, a fucking long, I love Brandon Fraser so much. He's great in the mummy. He's great in Doom Patrol. Like he's just an actor that we just kind of like threw away. Toon Squad or whatever his was called. Oh yeah, no, it like. Lynn Toon's back in action. I don't know. Yeah, it was that. But man, I love Brendan Fraser. I've missed him. He hasn't been in a movie in forever. Like his big return was in Doom Patrol, which is hilarious. 
Uh, but no, he's back because Brendan Fraser has been cast in Martin Scorsese's new movie called Killer of the Flower and Moon. And it's he's going to be in there with Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro. Ooh, I like the sounds of this. Got one of my favorite directors of all time. One it's going to, I guess it's uh, going to be an Apple TV Plus movie, kind of like how we did The Irishman for Netflix. God damn it. Well, hopefully it gets theatrical release. I'm sure it will. Scorsese doesn't do anything without getting at least a little bit of sc- like theatrical release. Oh my gosh. Well, this could be cool. Yeah. Happy yeah. to see Brandon Fraser getting a big get. Well, yeah, especially with a director like Scorsese. That's amazing. I mean, okay, well, it's cool too to now see the Tar- Now, Quentin Tarantino, put him in your last movie. Bring back like yeah, Freddie Pitts Jr. and yeah. <laughs> Brendan Fraser. Well, and I'm, I'm glad to hear um, DiCaprio's got something new on the books too. I mean, I was it was great after, you know, him taking three years off that he came back for Tarantino's last film. Loved him in that so much. I'm glad he came back for that film. But it's cool that he's at a point too where he can just pick and choose whatever the hell he wants to be in. Oh yeah, he's. So, I think he's been at that point for quite some time. Yeah, I still am of the opinion that De Niro should retire, but we'll see what his role is in this movie. Don't get me wrong, love De Niro. I just think his movies he's had in the last decade. Yeah, but I mean, Scorsese's a long. I know, like, I know. That's what I'm saying. We'll see. We'll see what the role is. We'll see what the role is. Oh, he'll be fine. He was in The Irishman. He was, and he, he did a good job in that. I mean, Robert De has also been at the age where he just does whatever the fuck. He does weird, stupid, bad movies because he doesn't have to prove anything. He's done. Oh, well, I know. That's what I'm saying. Movies. Like, he should retire before some of these bad ones just to so make, his, make his legacy a little more legendary. But when you had Bad Grandpa and War with Grandpa and Old Man Goes to Work at some new company I don't, you know it doesn't matter he's yeah. getting paychecks yeah. legacy doesn't pay the bills not till after you're dead and then your family gets it for eternity yeah. just ask elvis's descendants yeah fair enough but yeah so brandon fraser's back and i'm happy about that because i love no, that's pretty fraser. that's pretty exciting news i had no idea that any of that was going on well cool that's very exciting Mm, hell glad yeah you, glad you brought it to the table awesome all right well shall we shift gears here shall we just get into it and talk our throwback here yep let's go for it same make these were taken at the west highland police station 1984 you were there same model these were taken today. You have to let me see my son. He's in great danger. New mission. Once, he was programmed to destroy the future. You don't know what it's like to try to kill one of these things. Now, his mission... Get down. ...is to protect it. Come with me if you want to live. Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Could there be a better sequel, honestly, besides Empire Strikes Back? I mean, this is definitely Empire Strikes Back of the Terminator franchise. Wayne's World 2? 
Wendell 2, Spider-Man 2. There's a few amazing sequels out there. That in my, Toy Story 2. Toy Story 2, yeah. That surpass, especially ones that surpass the originals. But God, Terminator As 2. Should. Written by William Wisher and James Cameron. Directed by James Cameron. Starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, Linda Hamilton, Robert Patrick, Joe Morton, and Edward Furlong. Which I think he won an Oscar for squeakiest voice okay <laughs> if you watch the movie you know what i'm talking about <laughs> john connor squeaky voice okay i'm like james furlong is john connor right like it doesn't yeah, edward furlong is john john connor <laughs> okay okay Daniel, you're killing my joke here i'm sorry but i was just like okay i'm bad with actors names <laughs> So I'm like Linda Hamilton and Arnold Schwarzenegger are the recognizable names for me. That was good though. You're like, okay. Sorry. I assumed you meant John Connor, but I'm like, I don't, is that the kid's name? I don't, I don't know. Edward Furlong. He got a start in this movie. So nearly 10 years have passed since Sarah Connor was targeted by targeted for termination by a cyborg from the future now her son john the future leader of the resistance is the target for a newer more deadly terminator once again the resistance has managed to send a protector back in attempt to save john and his mother sarah question is who will reach them first should i go first with general thoughts do you want to like i guess we're gonna kind of just talk about i let's talk about i guess our our slight history with this franchise what we think of the franchise and yeah just general thoughts on this particular film well i guess i'll go first uh because is one of those movies i don't i feel like you showed me on vhs when i was younger oh, definitely definitely i still rem- i remember you. Uh, i mean mom VHS. if you're listening no i remember you having the vhs with like just the robot face with the eye i don't remember if that was the first one or the second one it was one of those 3d you know you you turn it left or right oh okay nice uh so i remember like watching it really young as a kid and then i know i have seen the first and second one both in like second run theaters i've seen this i feel like i've seen the second one in theaters more than i've seen the first one I know you say that they usually play the first one, but in my mind, they usually only play the second one. Yeah, see, I feel like it's always the first one. I don't know, but I've definitely seen it in theaters multiple times. I wasn't able to make it back in theaters to watch it for the 30th anniversary, but I watched it at home. Still awesome. (laughs) Nice. But I don't know, like, it's just a movie that I'm sure I'm like, wow, this is really badass. And even watching now, I'm like, you know what? It holds up better than it has any right to be because it was made by people who gave a shit. Like, really bad. Like that. That's a true like, statement right there. People that gave a shit. People that really like wanted Passionate. a good sequel, that wanted it to be better than the first one. You know, like, yeah, the sun CGI is still not like amazing, but I was surprised that the. Uh, um, I think it holds that up. Robert Patrick's, like the T1000, like. It was the like the the fluid metal CGI was not as horrible as I thought it was gonna be. No, it's and honestly, pretty... like they do a good job because they transition him very quickly most of the time. 
back into his human looking form well, so it helps to make sure not to break the immersion by lingering on this a lot of the form. time too like when he gets shot by a bullet and you see like his chest part explode that's still practical effects yeah exactly if it's one of those movies that like you know it was before they re- went through like the whole we're gonna do everything cgi and so i like yeah let's mix practical with cgi which is what they could have tried cgi all the way through and it just would not be the same oh heck no but you know it's you know it held, held up a lot better than i thought it would i mean the future scene at the beginning is still really cool like yeah it it looks a little cheesier than i remember but it still holds up pretty well like everything like yeah you can see the cracks because it came out and when did the sequel come out 84 the original is 1984 this came out in 1991 1991 okay yeah it's in 94 but it came out in 91 i mean 30 years ago you can see the cracks but damn it does not take away anything from this movie and i was happy to to kind of like cement that back in mind because you always remember it as one of like yeah it was amazing but you're like i don't know if it was like as good as i remember but it is it 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 still is as good as i remember and i love that awesome i so for my general thoughts i'm just gonna say it out the gate i love this movie i don't remember exactly when i saw it but it was sometime in high school maybe i rented both of them from blockbuster the first one the second one and loved them i remember buying both of them on vhs it was so yeah this had to have been high school when i first started watching these movies i just remember i bought them both on vhs and i remember dad saying you know it's cool if you own these they're great movies however don't show your brother because <laughs> you're like six <laughs> he's like i don't mind you owning them just don't show your brother <laughs> but why not <laughs> You know, well, you I say that, but then I remember us watching the Animatrix when I was really young, when it just came out, and then even animated robots smashing some guy's brain in fucked me up. <laughs> that scared the <laughs> shit out of me. So I probably couldn't have handled. Well, I don't. I think I could have handled it. At six. And, and maybe Not I quite would, the same. Maybe I would have shown you these, but I didn't because I guess part of my fear was like it's kind of like I gave my word that I wouldn't. And I, my fear was like, well, if I got caught showing you these, they were going to take them away. And I didn't want them to take these movies away because I love these movies. But yeah, so I owned them on VHS. I loved them from the get-go. So, I mean, this this is back when there was only two, mind you, two, T1, T2. Uh, but yeah. Isn't there still only just two, Jordan? In my mind, yes. But yeah, much as I love the original for its grittiness, original storyline and everything, I think the sequel just it outdoes it in so many different ways like everything james cameron wanted to do in the first one that and just couldn't because technology wasn't there he is able to do in the second one and the story is still great we see a great character arc especially for sarah connor perfect character arc in my opinion for her it's just it's great kyle reese and sarah connor to this day are some of my favorite movie characters of all time love them they're right up there in my book with kevin McAllister, luke skywalker there's great characters love them so yeah going back and watching this for you know going back and watching this has been fun so part part of why we're doing it right now is uh there's a local theater here playing terminator 2 so i was like oh hell yeah it's a great time because yeah we talked about potentially doing a throwback because it is celebrating 30 year anniversary so i went on sunday night and watched it with a buddy of mine 
we had a good time and then i went back the next night and watched it again by myself didn't care i wanted to see it on the big screen i mean this is one of those movies great on the big screen and you've got you seem to have a recollection of them playing t2 all I remember of theaters playing ever over the years is just T1 for some reason. Like, cause I feel no, like I, I swear to God, I've seen T2 at least twice in theaters. Cause I, I guess I, maybe I have it, seen it at least once before now in theaters. Cause I, but I know, but it feels like I've seen T1 like six times in theaters at least. Sure. And you've been a lot longer than me. So maybe you probably have. <laughs> Potentially. I don't know. Yeah. I remember, uh, so there was a theater that second run theater that used to be 21 and over always played some thro- cool throwbacks. And I think it was two weeks before my birthday, they played Terminator one. And I just remember being so mad, like, damn it. They're playing them too early. Just wait two more weeks. And then I can go watch them on the big screen. Like, Cause they played Oops. that and princess bride the next week before I was 21. So I couldn't go see him. You're like, God damn, are you I kidding was pissed. me? I was like, damn it. Some of my favorite movies. I'd love to see. Yeah, but what they play in the third week? I don't remember. Oh, so you only remember the two that you missed. You're like, wow. Those were the two I was like, oh, they have just waited. Or if I just been born a month earlier, damn it. <laughs> Thanks a lot, mom. Yeah. And I was already two weeks early. So any earlier. <laughs> but God. Anyway. Um, Back to T2 here. So much fun to go see this on the big... I just had a blast watching this on the big screen. It was fun with my friend. It was kind of fun, too, was uh, the second night, the two people sitting directly behind me. Uh, I guess the guy's a huge huge movie buff. He's a fan of the franchise. His girlfriend had never seen Terminator movies before. So when he said, oh, my gosh, we are seeing this in theaters, she, while he was at work, I guess, watched the first one. So she's sitting there. She she had actually watched it earlier that day. Had never seen a Terminator movie ever. Watched the first one earlier that day, and is sitting in theaters getting ready to watch the second one. See, that's and, pretty. I appreciate somebody who like if you're new to franchise that you're like, well, I'm watching the second one, so I just watch the first one. Yeah, do your homework like, real, real quick. And she she was talking before the movie like, yeah, no, it was it was a fun. I, I didn't know what to expect, but I really enjoyed it. And then at the end of the second one, I asked her, so what'd you think? And she's like, holy shit, this was amazing. Like that's that right. You're like, yeah, good job, man. Good job. Oh, fuck yeah. But uh, let's see here. So I'll finish with my general thoughts here. Yeah, I, again, great, great movie. It was so much fun to revisit it and see it on the big screen. I just, I just had a blast both nights. Who knows? It's you know, it's playing for a couple more days. I might just go see it a third time on the big screen because it's the big screen. It's playing through Thursday, right? Yeah, and it's so much fun. But yes, so. great movie, so much fun, great characters. Uh, so yeah, I mean, let's 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 just get into it. Um, yeah, like, what do you want to talk about first? You want to talk about like kind of the production of it a little bit? You, you would know more about that than I would. I have no idea. You you know all the ins and outs. I don't. Well, so know so for its time, it was the most expensive movie ever produced. At first, they were talking about making it the same budget as the first one, somewhere around 10 or $12 million. And the more concept art and things that they kept going through, it finally was apparent, okay, we can't not make it for this low of a budget. we got to expand ourselves. And I mean, by, at the end of it all, this ended up being $108 million, which, again, at the time was the most expensive film ever produced. But they made it back, trust me, tenfold, especially over the years. Seriously. 
but Stan Winston, let's just talk Stan Winston and his team and how amazing of a job they did. So yes, they did the, the practical effects in the first one. My God, did they step it up seven years later for this one? Uh, the practical effects are just amazing. Yeah, I mean, go ahead. Are you good? Oh no, I'm just agreeing with you. Like, yeah, no, they're fucking awesome. It's what makes the movie still like, like that. When you go with practical effects, for the most part, like it makes the movies age so much better, especially when CGI was like in its infancy. Yeah. It will it's just everything from Robert Patrick's character uh, getting shot up to probably as far as practical effects go, one of the most impressive scenes is when the T eight hundred, you know, Schwarzenegger's Terminator is walking down the hallway of the computer lab towards the officers and just getting sprayed by bullets. And you just see like parts of his face chipping away little by little. That yeah. went back and forth between an actual Arnold and a complete I guess puppet Arnold mm-hmm. just back and forth between the two. But yeah, I mean, it, it's just incredible uh, to the part where he gets his face smashed in and it came a long way from that time where he's given himself eye surgery in the first one. Yeah. But that is still a great scene too. It is, <laughs> but yeah, just came a long way. And from, you know, a stop motion exoskeleton too to real practical effects moving parts exoskeletons i mean those weren't cgi exoskeletons in that futuristic scene which yeah. i guess we, let's just yeah kind of start talking about the movie so we yeah we open it up we go straight to the future the year 2029 and i thought that's just <laughs> well i like how it opens too you go from seeing a busy la freeway to just boom darkness apocalyptic you, you know you see that skeleton in a car just you know shit's happened right away and i what i love is the camera's just slowly panning over you see just a destroyed playground and he just keeps panning eventually sarah connor's voiceover comes in starts telling the story about the future and what happens and you're going down you see the skulls on the ground and all of a sudden we camera stops moving and it's close up of one skull and all of a sudden just smash the foot of an exoskeleton just perfect and then it pans up and there's chaos going on i just i love all that so much just everything is so perfect with the cinematography love it so much and you know they they really do up the scale of the battle too and i I love the raw greediness of like when kyle reese is having his dream in the first one going back and you know remembering the times of the war i like the greediness of that but i do like how the ships flying above and everything looks so much more real because in the first one while they were real models they were using because they didn't have the cgi work for it back then you could still tell those models on a string and they they flew kind of wonky or in right. this one it, everything's perfect again yeah. it's, it's stuff that cameron wished he could have done back then they just couldn't quite yet that he was able to do this time right yeah which you can tell seven years they they made good use of the difference in technology and their ability to make the props too and i I just love that whole opening so much you know we get we see john connor again sarah connor linda hamilton doing the voiceover and just everything you see in that sequence is just great and then cut to probably one of my favorite opening title sequences of all time let's just uh we're gonna we're gonna watch it real quick and you can voice over and talk about it, but yeah, we're just gonna see if I can make it full screen. You see it? Wow, wow, wow. 
Can you hear it okay? Yeah. You can just hear the metal clanging in the background. Yeah. Okay, it's good. I like it. it kind of starts off a little slow. I just love the music. It's just so, it's like soothing yet so sinister at the same time. Just, but the visuals though, I just, the playground on fire. I mean, kinda, I kind of look at these it horse It makes these. you, it feels a, like very apocalyptic, which well, obviously is what they're going for. Well, especially with those four, like, look at those, it's like kind of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Yeah. Those four riding toys there. And just the swings going in slow motion on fire. It's just, it's so beautiful. I mean, again, this is probably one of my favorite opening credit sequences ever. And, you know, I was thinking about it, like, just, like, because I remember, like, everybody calls it T2 now. Like, to the point that even on packaging, like, for a while, it was just T and 2. You're like, oh, yeah, that's Terminator 2. Mm -hmm. You know? But for a sequel, like, I mean, the first one's just called The Terminator, but the sequel just being called Terminator Judgment Day. It's just, like, it feels like, yeah, we're leading up straight to the apocalypse. Straight to the machines destroying the world. They have emerging from the flames here, the exoskeleton. It's just like. So the music picks up and gets more intense. It's that one. It's that one like sound of it just like the metal clanking in the rhythm mm-hmm. that just kind of pulls the whole thing together. Like it would be good, but so you'd have good. to have that slight metal like forging in the background. Just amazing. So good. So, so good. Yeah, well, it's just like you got something as harmless and innocent as a playground on fire and burning all the slow motion again of the swings going. And those four riding toys representing, I would say, the four horsemen of the apocalypse. I, it's just everything. It's just so beautiful. It's, it's yeah. It's seriously one of the most amazing opening credit sequences ever in my book. Yeah. No, it is. It's fucking powerful. It gets you like in the mood right away. Just makes it honestly. It does set the tone perfectly. We're just like, this perfectly. is going to be intense. Buckle up. So yeah. Then we uh, then we switch to. A Terminator, an Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator arriving. And I gotta say, I I love the uh, advancement in the traveling. How the spear is whatever what, wherever it lands, it's basically it's got so much force that it's gonna melt anything around it, so that it will land where it wants to land. Yeah, it just vaporizes it immediately. I know. I love that when like it just comes out and you just see the perfectly perfectly like burnt out curve in the truck yes i love that visual so much. it's a sweet it's a nice little detail that just makes it that much more believable and i do love to see as much as it's fun seeing uh, him him go find trying to get clothes from uh was it uh punks in the first the one. punks in the first one i was gonna say i can't remember the actor's name now why am i trying to blank his name anyway from punks on the first one to going to a biker bar love it so much he walks in completely nude just walking around the bar i yeah, just chris cornell or i you say um aquaman shooting pool really well he let's just say he looks like jason momoa's aquaman the guy shooting pool with tattoos and everything long hair 
Oh, nice. I didn't know that was him. It's not him. It just looks like him. Oh, okay, okay. That was 30 years ago. I'm always like a kid. Oh, I guess you're right. <laughs> I just love that sequence, though. Like, you got everybody's jaw dropping. and <laughs> It cracks funny. me up because, like, some of the women, like, the waiters just, like, look at him like, oh, wow, thanks. Wow. <laughs> like, well, I like a man who's confident, and he looks confident. <laughs> so, I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. You forgot to say, please. I mean, imagine that he put a cigar on somebody's skin and no reaction. I do look because this usually works. Like, I I, mean, to be fair, that was a great intimidating one line. Like, I love, I love how he goes from looking confident in what he's doing to like, what the fuck, and then just gets thrown through the kitchen and lands hands first onto the fucking stove and just like kind of goes back and forth like oh man that hurt just to watch yeah, yeah. like yeah. no man roll roll yeah I just, oh well he throws the, the he throws the aqua dude through the window and then i do love the other guy who goes this puts the knife in him he pulls it out twists his arm around stabs him in the back of the shoulder with it yeah just pull it out at, at that point out. everybody else is like uh uh okay this guy's serious and mean business let's get the hell out of here seriously great, and great sequence though i i love it so much like when but, he goes back to get the guy's clothes and he tries to pull the gun he just yanks it out of his hands and finally at that point he's like okay okay just, just don't kill me take take the bike just don't kill me don't kill me and then he just gets to walk out to bad to the bone <laughs> but, and look at i and that, to, that could be looked at as cheesy. I think it aged fine coming out to that song. It's fine. I mean, it's a biker song, you know? And he's just in complete like Terminator getup. Like when I think of the Terminator, I think of that costume. Same, same. You know? So it's super iconic. Like I was just actually watching earlier, like they put Terminator, I think, in the last Mortal Kombat as a playable character. Oh, nice. So he just. It's cool. I was watching like, cause you know, the, I was watching an assortment and like one of the intros of him walking out is him like holding the flower box. Oh, sweet. From this movie. So I think that's fucking awesome. But seriously, I mean, I love that. I love like, as he walks out of the bar too, the guy that he first threw through the window is still just like on top of the car, just like, fuck. Yeah. Like, oh, my back. And then to walk over, turn it on. And then the, uh, probably the owner of the the biker bar owner bartender yeah <laughs> you know just walks out with the shotgun just like i can't let you take that and i just love he turns it off slowly gets off a few steps forward ganks the shotgun out of his hand goes back to the bike and takes off wait, wait, just wait. like thanks now i have a bike ta- and a ta- shotgun oh wait wait you forgot takes the dude's glasses sunglasses oh, that's right that's right <laughs> i do love that too because after he takes the gun, the guy's like, oh shit. And then he hand goes towards him and he just takes the glasses out and well, just walks, I, turns around, doesn't kill him, just turns around and walks away. And it still fits in so perfectly. Like the mannerisms of him, like, yeah, I'm a cyborg or, you know, synthesis. I forgot the actual terminology. He's a Terminator, you know? So he's technically a machine, looks like a person. And honestly, Arnold Schwarzenegger, like in both movies, fucking just nails it. That makes it feel like, Oh yeah, he's an unstoppable killing machine, you know, and he's a very imposing threat, and he just doesn't flinch because why would a machine flinch, you know? Exactly. Just 
fuck you, give me this. It's not going to matter if you shoot me with it anyway, so just give it to me. I just love that so much. (laughs) So he takes off, and then we see more lightning. And what's going on here? We got an arrival of another Terminator. And once again, great with the perfect spear cut out on the fence. I love that too. And the visual of like the edge of it just still on fire or you know, still hot. Perfect, perfect yeah. visual there. But yeah, poor officer gets knife through him basically. But then, uh, yeah, we the arrival of Robert Patrick's T-1000. Mm-hmm. And what an awesome, like, perfect casting for the T-1000. I think so as well. I'm trying to remember some other people that might have been up for that role, but Patrick, I thought, nailed it. He does. Like, from just, like, the running. I, I, I don't remember if they, like, make it so they don't blink. Since, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger is usually wearing the glasses. Right. But I don't think his, like, Patrick's character, or, like, the T-1000 blinks. And I think that was probably CGI. I th- yeah, Might have potentially. But, I know he had to practice for weeks the running technique to get it down. He had to learn to to breathe just through his nose only, so that he could yeah just have that intense look going on his face. But he he got really good to where Edward for long as John Connor's on that puny little bike, and he can actually he can keep up with him very well. Yeah, God, it's so cool. But yeah, he got that down good. So yeah, he arrives, takes off. And then we cut to John Connor. First time seeing John Connor as a little boy. Foster parents. You know, I remember the kid. (laughs) Like the way he fucking treats them. Like in my memory, I'm like, yeah, like his foster parents were like abusive or something. I watch it now and it's just like, they're like, hey, John, can you clean your room, please? Fuck you. They're like, oh, no, you're a dick. John Connors is a dick. Yeah. He's the dick. They're trying to do the right thing, and he's the dick. Yeah. At least the mom was. I don't know who Todd. What was his name? Todd. Todd. <laughs> he's just Todd. like oh, blah, blah, blah. but like yeah, like what she she wants you to clean your room. Reasonable. It's like when he's watching. He's watching some game, and he hasn't cleaned his room in a month. Go do something. It's like all right, all right. I emergency. Realized it was an emergency. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, we meet him. He and his friend take off to go grab some money, which that's still kind of cool. I guess that was an Atari laptop. I didn't know Atari did laptops, but I guess that's an Atari laptop they're using. Probably like a little dev laptop or something. A little something, yeah. They grab their money, go to the Galleria. The arcade. The arcade, yeah. The mall. Which, yeah, I'm trying to think if I'd grown up, let's say I was born 10 years earlier, would I have been at the arcade all the time? Probably. Yeah, where else were you going to play Turtles in time? True. <laughs> But yeah, that uh, that's where we learn here that Schwarzenegger's T eight hundred is actually the good guy. Plot twist. Love that hallway back in the mall hallway sequence. Though I thought that's great. Still, and again, it the movie in such subtle ways, like just reminds you constantly of how big of threats these are. Because this isn't like they're not in like hitting people through drywall. You make it. Like they are in like a concrete hallway. So when they're like kind of throwing people against the wall, they're still breaking through concrete. Mm-hmm. It's just little subtleties that you're just like, yeah, these two are just like massively strong forces. And I remember just writing that down. Cause I'm like, yeah, like there's so much subtlety to it. You're like, 
you don't really think about it while you're watching, but then you like you after you've watched it a few times, you're like, oh yeah, they're just establishing threat and like kind of sizing them up against each other right now. Well, imagine yeah. too being an audience in 1991. T1000 gets shot, and you see like chest exploding with with the metal that mm-hmm. you know how he looked. But then he's lying on the ground, and all of a sudden he heals up the way he does. Blown away if I was a 1991 audience. Yeah. I love too when he, they end up in the store and he throws them through the window. You got the one guy at the camera. Like, He's like whoa. Like, I know. I'm like, oh, that is so like today. Everybody would be like, oh, shit. Where's my phone? Gotta get this recorded. It almost just like makes me think of like, for some reason, that guy getting a ton of pictures. I'm like, I feel person. Part of me is like, I feel like they added that shot. They'll be like, how did the police get all these photos? There's not like a bunch of security cameras that they can get photos from. (laughs) They're like, oh, well, let's just cut over to when the guy throws, it just cuts to that guy just taking a shitload of pictures. Like, whoa. Oh, let me try out my new burst mode. Yeah, seriously. But he's just like not even looking through. It's just like click, 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 click. Yeah, good stuff, good stuff. (laughs) Then yeah, great. This goes to into one of my this leads to one of my favorite scenes though. The canal is, scene. Yeah. John Connor on the little tiny bike, the T one thousand in the semi truck. Great, great stuff. Which man, I love that uh stunt of just the guy landing on his head being thrown out of that thing while it's moving. Yeah. Great stuff. I mean work. you know, one of the things I, I wrote like wrote in my notes is you know, rewatching it, just like, yeah, the T eight hundred and the T one thousand are both like as they're trying to find john connors they're both like kind of like subtle quote unquote i mean like arnold schwarzenegger literally like destroys a whole biker bar to get close but i mean like the other guys just like impersonating a police officer just like oh like but they're both being like somewhat subtle for what they are trying mm-hmm. to find john connor but i love as soon as they're literally just like target acquired it all all hell just breaks loose and they give no fucks whatsoever after that Yep. It's like because as soon as they acquire the target and he runs away, they're just like causing traffic accidents, just like left and right, just getting in vehicles and shit. Like I just love how it literally is target locked on and then boom. Yeah. Take off. So good. And just that whole sequence going going down the Los Angeles, like whatever those things are called, like canals. Canals, yeah. Excuse me. So so much such a great sequence. And you got the T one thousand. I love I love sequences of him blowing through the gates, blowing the locks off the gates with the shotgun. He was busting through them. Great visual there when he goes flying off down into into the canal. That was great. Yeah, when the, when he th- when John Connor thinks he gets away and turns around, he's just like, huh. And you just see, no, fuck you, just giant semi truck breaking through the wall, crashing down. Oh man, so great. It, it is. Well, I love too that T and Hendrick grabs John off his little bike, throws him on the, his bike. You see John's little bike just smashed. And I then, do love that. It's like effortless too. He's just like reaches over and just sets him down right in front of him. Yes. I wonder how much long this stuff took to shoot, but man. Yeah, the semi truck smashes, gas leaking, click. And it doesn't just stop with like the thing exploding behind the overpass. All of a sudden, another flame just bursting through, coming towards the Terminator, and John is sort of running off on him. Just, I love that visual so much. I'm just driving away from the explosion. 
So, so good. Yeah, that's definitely one of my favorite scenes. I guess in between here, we're cutting to Sarah now. Sarah Connor is in a mental institution locked up. And yeah, I mean, I love the our intro introduction to her, though, is her doing pull-ups with her bed Dude, she's fucking, Especially compared to the first one to the second one. Like, she's just yoked. I, I love her character arc so much. I mean, in the, in the first one, she has a good one going from just, uh, you know, just a little waitress to, you know, she knows how to defend herself decently enough by the end of the first one. I mean, she ends up, again, killing the Terminator. You're a terminated fucker. Survives right. it and kills it. But yeah, to what she becomes in this one, knows how to shoot weapons and everything like that. And yeah, knows how like to fight. literally, I've been preparing my son for the war that he's gonna have to fight. But yeah, just how like yoked she got. I know her character, like it is sweet. From like she's just like battle hardened already, and the war hasn't even technically begun. But I mean, it began for her the day the Terminator came. Yeah, how is she? Yeah, she's getting ready. Hey, yeah. Linda Hamilton, so good in this role. Like, I couldn't imagine anybody else in this Sarah Connor role. I, I like her in this role so much. I, her, yeah, it's great. Yeah. I mean, you know, one of the, in, her, in her character in show where, like, she's in the cell at the psychiatric hospital and, like, the, the head doctor is kind of, like, talking to, like, probably med students. Just like, oh, well, she's delusional. And she's, like, tells them, she's like, oh, she thinks this T-800 robot came and killed every or came from the future to the past to kill her son you know to make sure that they would win this future war and then like one of the med students offhand said oh that's original and i yeah. thought that was hilarious well, well, like <laughs> what do you mean they're doing the, the, fa- the father of a child is also from the future of course oh yeah okay oh. cool yeah no, that's good stuff her escape, though, oh my gosh, <laughs> so crazy! Uh, well, let's see, I think we're jumping ahead there. I try to think. So yeah, we see some sequences of her. One sequence that was cut that I've seen in the extended edition that I go back and forth if I like this or not. It was one of her dream sequences after she's been drugged by the people running the facility. Mm-hmm. She has a dream sequence where she's visited by Kyle. It's the only yeah. So Michael Bean came back and shot a scene. They're just hanging out talking in her. Uh, bunker and not bunker her room and she walks out the door towards the playground that's eventually going to get nuked and i think mm-hmm. i think when you i think in this sequence you see the flash and then just goes back to her you realize it's a dream that she had which i go back and forth i, I actually think that was a pretty cool scene and i might have actually left that one in there i don't think it would have disrupted the flow too much no, and I, I would have liked that because obviously since Michael Bean came back to reshoot the scene, that would have been cool to see, especially now that he's passed. Yeah. The character, not the actor. You're thinking of Bill Paxton? Yep, now I'm thinking of Bill Paxton. Yep, you're right. <laughs> I'm like, wait, who's the guy from Alien? Bill Paxton? No, Bill no. Paxton, no. Yeah, Thank God, Michael Bean's still alive. Bean's cool. still around. He was in the last season of uh, Mandalorian. He was in the Asaki, or uh, the Ahsoka episode. Ahsoka? Ahsoka. He was in the Ahsoka episode. Oh, that's right. That's right. I remember now. So, he's still around. Thank God. But yeah, that would have been a pretty cool sequence. But yeah, I love yeah John Connor just like time out, time out. What's going on? You're the Terminator. 
I realize you're not here to kill me. Now, what, what do you think is Edward Furlong as the uh, as playing John Connor? Obviously, he was going through puberty. <laughs> yeah, well, he's he's real fucking annoying, and I mean, well, the character itself is kind of annoying. Yeah, so it's just some ten years old. He's got to be older than that. I don't know. Like, well, it takes place. It's supposed to take place ten years later. Okay. Well, he's a, he's the most assholeish ten year old I've ever seen on screen. Like, yeah, but his voice cracks a lot, which is fine. I mean, he's supposed to be ten, so whatever. We all remember when that happened. Yeah, I mean, he grew up fast. That's what you can say. His mom put him through a lot, so he went through puberty early. I don't know, but okay. the yeah, the kid himself. it's fine the character is more i have a problem with like he's such a douchebag i mean i guess it makes sense he's like yeah his mom he thought his mom was crazy he thought you know his whole life was a lie until he figures oh i do like that like after the terminator rescue him he's like okay stop the bike so you're a terminator right and he's like yep i'm just like it's like holy fucking shit like my mom's not crazy she didn't feed me this bullshit lie this is real. Well, yeah, because I mean, his story is my mom's all my life. My mom's been preparing me for this. We've been doing things like going to range and shooting guns. We've just been learning all this stuff. Finally, it gets to the point where it's like, okay, I think my mom is just fucking crazy. She tried to blow up this computer lab. She, now she's in j- uh, jail slash psychiatric hospital. Right. My mom's just nuts. Everything she was telling me all these years growing up is just a lie. Now I'm trying to live a normal life. Be, have a normal childhood with these foster parents I don't like but then all of a sudden it's like holy shit my mom was correct she wasn't lying like this is all true so yeah very very cool moment there yeah but yeah I like I look at her for long overall I kind of wish he was still around as an actor he was great in American History X you've seen that I've never right? seen that okay you gotta see that sometime yeah, he's great in that movie. This was a good start for him, but yeah, his, his squeaky voice is the one, as much as he's kind of a D-bag for a kid, his squeaky voice gets to me after a while. Yeah. No! No! Come on, man! You can't just kill people! <laughs> yeah, uh, but not gonna I mean, rob him too much. It's not his fault. He couldn't help it. No, I mean, we've all been there. God, I, Imagine just, like, getting cast, like, he's perfect. During ca- shooting, you're like, holy fuck, his voice is cracking. Well, and I, I think that him. he was cast still with his, like, childish voice, and then, like, during shooting, his voice was Because it took, this movie took eight months to shoot. On and off, eight months of shooting. So, yeah, his voice is changing all throughout. Yeah, but otherwise, I still like him quite a bit. I think he's a pretty good character overall. I love the sequence, though, how how he figures out his foster parents are dead. They make the phone call. That is one of my favorite sequences. He's like, wow, she sounds different. She sounds worried. He's like, hang on, let me try. He's never this nice to me. And I just absolutely freaking love that he's just like, what's your dog's name? Max. Mom, is Wolfie okay? Wolfie's fine. Boom. Your foster parents are dead. Yeah. <laughs> just... Well, it's re- cold it's calculated it's perfect the reveal too is great though when you see her arm and the camera pans over see the sword coming out and through the guy's head love that so much and w- what a crazy change for uh i think it's the only movies i've seen her in the the gal is it jeanette goldstein that plays janelle she was on the crew in aliens she was the one she's the one that's yoked in that one doing like okay. when they first get unfrozen doing pull-ups and stuff 
she's that she yeah I forget her character's name but she's her and then to go from that to this it's just her the difference that she looks i don't know looks that's pretty sweet hair i can make that. all the difference i guess yeah all right so now we got to go rescue sarah which this whole sequence is just awesome just the, everything yeah just getting sarah from the hospital uh her making her own escape because she actually at this point she you know they've revealed to her some detectives like hey these photos things taken. back you know the thing that these was photos that were taken here ago? that shut up the police department well this guy was taking these photos were taken at a mall the other day foster parents are dead your son's missing so she's like i gotta get the fuck out of here now yeah Save my son. like a, doesn't want to be you know shooting fish in a barrel she's not interested no great sequence of her escaping and getting chased her at the hospital Crazy also uh, good for her for beating the shit out of that guy that licked her face <laughs> i was just like dude gross that's fucking nasty and i know that's the point but just like fuck you i it makes me think of like the my name's buck i like to fuck <laughs> Or Kill Bill, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I was just like, Ugh. so I just like, she's like, comes up, like, fucking beats the shit out of him, like, yeah, yeah, my he name. deserved the, sh- he my really name. deserved that. My name's Buck, and I like to fuck. Yeah, it's just gross. It's skeevy. It's like, Ugh. so it does feel good when she really, really gives it to him. Well, I wonder if that was added later. Like maybe that wasn't the original script, but added later to make him be less sympathetic, so he wouldn't feel as bad for him getting the shit kicked out of him. I don't know. Like, why would Sarah do that? You're right. Let's have him lick her face. Okay. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. But now I feel real good when she beats the crap out of him. <laughs> But I love, I love too how yeah she throws the keys, the guy catches them, and then just takes the baton to his stomach and starts beating the shit at him, and then busts the guy's arm, the doctor's arm, the psychiatrist busts his arm, and then after knocking the other guy out, grabs the jug of like Drano and pulls a bunch out in the needle and or in syringe and puts it in his neck and is like, I'm gonna pump him full of this shit if you don't do what I tell you to do. I love that. So resourceful. I just her whole escape sequence is awesome so great but what i love too though is when she's trying to you know all right where, where, to, where to go next to get the hell out of here i just love the whole sequence of the elevator opening terminator walking out and again she has no clue that he's on the good side right now at this point she's i mean think of the adrenaline and ptsd running through her veins right now well, she when, literally as soon as she sees him she like shuts down yeah i mean collapses to the ground is like no no no. Oh God! And then yeah, like, and I mean, all she's yelling, and they tackle her, and then she's he's gonna kill us, he's gonna kill us. Which I lo- I do love that they're just like not even like they don't even notice him. They're like, we got to sedate here immediately, and then right. he just boom, 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 boom. As I left, I'd be like, "Fuck you! You're a pretentious doctor. He's real. <laughs> That's yeah. a Terminator." I do like how they reuse Kyle Reese's line with the Terminator when he extends his hand and says, come with me if you want to live. Yeah. Which, what a great, what a great way to recycle that line. is like the first nemesis from the first movie is like, no, I'm your salvation this time around. Right. <laughs> it's so, so good. Great. Well, yeah, they get away. T-1000. Well, oh, well, the sequence of the T-1000 in the elevator is great too. Well, first, I was also wanting to point out that 
the the uh effects of him phasing through the the jail bars also yeah. holds up better than i thought it would too like that actually i it's probably helped because of the low light situation but it holds up a little bit better and it has that added like robotic effect that he gets through then he's like uh, oh the that's a stuck. great touch hit the gun getting stuck for a second is such a great touch right but then it's like oh well i just you know now it's back but yeah it, it's it's and that's the thing about especially james cameron like especially in the early days is there's just a you know especially in these movies in particular but there's just a ton of tiny little details that just you don't even notice them really like they shouldn't they don't even really matter but they just help complete the entire illusion of like this is why it feels gritty and real Mm -hmm. you know and it's great it's it's awesome yeah i guess ilm went from six to 36 computer graphic artists to accommodate all the work required to bring the t-1000 to life i think it cost somewhere like five and a half million dollars and it took them eight months to do i think somewhere around a total of three and a half minutes of screen time really yeah but ilm's computer department just blew up after that and that's kind of where they became like okay i guess this is kind of the future we're headed to because you know we have these this original star wars trilogy with massive just amazing practical effects a little bit cgi like laser guns and stuff like that lightsabers to mm-hmm. holy shit this is kind of where the future's going i guess because i mean the same guys that worked their asses off on this one their next project was jurassic park yep i i think for the most part the t1000 effects hold up very very well because they only use cgi when they needed to and when you got something that's liquidy you know liquid metal it you know, being flashy and bright is fine. Yeah. And like I said, like, especially when he's in his liquid form, they transition him most of the time very quickly back into his original, like, non-CGI form. So it really, really helps to, like, kind of flesh out and make the CGI age a lot better. Yeah. And, and uh, they also do, they do a good job, too, like, showing as real metal too like when he's coming in the elevator so i do love this elevator sequence what are you laughing at shiloh's crawling in the background because she didn't want to disturb the podcast yeah. hey shiloh hi <laughs> sorry i didn't want to disturb it's okay just talking about some terminator 2 uh, i heard it's your favorite movie one of yeah Saw it twice in theaters this yeah. week. <laughs> yeah, where were we? All right, get out of the hospital. Cool little chase sequence with the T-1000, which, yeah, see a lot of good action there with him chasing them. Attached to the car. I love that part, too, where the uh, T-800, you know, Schwarzenegger's Terminator gets out, shoots his arm off. He, he rolls. And I like the added effect of the sound of the metal hitting the pavement as he's rolling. Yeah. And like Edward Furlong or uh, John Connor taking the part that was left behind and throwing it and i I love that sequence too when he he just gradually walks up to it and you see it turn back to liquid and go into his foot such a cool such a cool sequence yeah they go find a hideout for a while sarah's still got to just be like what the fuck's going on there's actually another deleted scene which i go back and forth again with this one too they should have taken out or not so you know when 
he sews her up and then she's taking the bullets out of him and they're talking mm-hmm. about his CPU chip. There's a deleted scene where he shows her how to shut him down and take it and remove it. And Sarah contemplates, do we just destroy it right now? But then decides not to. Because we'll we'll need him later. So you know what? I feel like that's a good that would have been good to keep in the movie, I think. I go back and forth with them because yeah, because her ultimate decision is I could destroy this right now, but that T one thousand thing is still a threat and we need him around to help us with that, so I'm not going to. Yeah, I mean I think it I don't know. The only reason I can think of why they wouldn't besides time, like is that maybe it doesn't work. It's like, you know, like Sarah Connors is like a very like good tactical mind, mm-hmm. especially obviously in the second one. Like that's what they kind of turned her into, like more of a warrior. Mm-hmm. So I think like how it would work in the story, like maybe it contradicts like, no, she has a good like battle sense, I guess. So it's like, she should know that like, it's better to keep him around. Like the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And right. it's kind of probably her innate thing. But I, I don't know. I like that idea. I, like that's the only like so that's the only reason I could just yeah they're like probably all on YouTube I've watched some of these deleted scenes there's a couple good ones there's one well I think two... I've seen that one that you're talking about okay yeah because I know in my original DVD I had for a little bit it was only the extended edition and it had these scenes in it that's think, probably why I remember it being thankfully in the, the Blu-ray I think is has both options on it theatrical and as it should special edition as it should yeah then we go down to what Mexico, where we find out about her secret gun layer, <laughs> which I love the reveal of that. The Terminators taking the cover off with the chains. They go down there. And at first, I love how everything's covered too. And then just the reveal is John's taking the cloth down and it's just guns galore down there. Mm-hmm. So crazy. Yeah, because he takes the grenade launcher and he takes the Gatling gun. Yes. Which I love that because I'm like, that's definitely like a little nod to uh to Predator, it felt like. Mm-hmm. I do I do like when John looks and is like, oh, that's definitely you. Yeah. <laughs> There's some fun lines in there. It's my Uncle Bob. Uncle Bob. <laughs> you know. But that oh, during this sequence too, is when we have Sarah's dream sequence, which I love with her walking yeah. up to the playground, seeing her old self with John as a little boy which yeah she's like what was her what? actual son that's her actual linda hamilton's actual son oh really mm-hmm. nice but yeah no i love that i mean that scene that shot that is just iconic like you've seen it parody parodied from everything from family guy to there's a bob's burgers episode that does that but the uh, i'm it's just like in pop culture history like it's so such an iconic scene from an iconic movie that yeah the uh like i said even bob's burgers does it and And there's actually a lot of family got terminator stuff i'll look later (laughs) like oh hey should watch these yeah but seriously just it's iconic like it's everybody knows that scene everybody's great. seen something that's referencing that scene just a great sequence though like everybody turned to ash from the initial blast but then when the fire waves come flying through just turn to dust yeah that's so good and just her hanging on to the fence just 
frying till she's a skeleton. Amazing. That's yeah. also just some very, very good Stan Winston work right there. Just everything blowing up from that nuclear blast. So, so good. Yeah, what a sequence. Um, yeah, now we're kind of getting to the where things really start to pick up. She goes to see Miles Dyson, which I thought, by the way, um, Joe Morton, I thought he was perfect in this role. Yeah. It's Miles Dyson. That sequence is just crazy, too. Literally saved by his own son, ramming his little remote control car into his leg. Seriously. <laughs> but, I know, but I'm just like, damn, like, I remember her having more hesitation, but I think I was remembering the scenes after that because I'm just like, oh, leans over, boom, like, oh, man, you, your brains were almost all over your computer. Mm-hmm. Great sequence, though, her shooting up, trying to kill him, and literally his son and wife in the house and just everything, all the insaneness of that sequence, her coming in the house, you know, point the gun at the wife, like, get down, bitch, right now, get down right now. I know it's it's hard. It's hard to watch. But her, her not hard being, to watch. Her but just it, not it, being it, able it, to kill him at that point, though, when she sees his face, just not being able to pull the trigger and kill him was a great moment right there for the character. It is because, like, yeah, she's a good person, and while technically this might be like technically she's like killing an innocent person, but it's like you know what it happens. Like, if it's technically one innocent person's life to stop a global apocalypse, why wouldn't you take that shot? Mm-hmm. You know. So you get the understanding and then it's really just her humanity that saves her from just like blowing his brains out. Well, and this leads to one of my favorite moments too. So John and the Terminator get there. Terminator walks in and, you know, they're just like, what the fuck's going on? They try to you know, get him under control because he's bleeding because he has been shot a couple of times. And the whole thing is like, who the hell are you people? And John giving him the knife and saying, show him. I love that sequence of him taking the knife, cutting into his forearm, cutting down his forearm, and then just ripping the skin off and showing the exoskeleton arm. Such an amazing sequence. Yeah. And I mean, could you just imagine watching somebody do that? Just take a knife and do that. Well, and they're freaking out the entire time. They're like, oh shit, we thought we were safe, but this guy's cutting into his skin. Like we're with some psychos. Yeah, and then she's be like, "Nope." And then it takes him a second because they're in shock. But he's like, "Holy shit, that's the arm we have in the lab. This is legit." And then I love Sarah's voiceover line for that. Terminator explaining the story. She goes, "It's not every day you realize you're responsible for three billion deaths." He's taking it pretty well. I think I'm gonna throw up. Ah, <laughs> yeah. oh, so good. But yes, from the time they go over to Cyber Dying Systems to the end it's just all action from there to blow up the lab there's so Mm -hmm. many great sequences i love just everything especially him shredding the cars but not killing any officers just everything like that blowing up the cars (laughs) i do because i do like that sequence of like hey you promise not to kill anybody yeah trust me right because he's on the roof and he's just like gatling guns the police cars Mm -hmm. yeah man i what one of my favorite is when they go. Well, we didn't mention this, but like when he's like, "No, you can't kill people," you know, just don't do it. So when they go to save her, like the security officer is like, "Hey, you can't!" Boom, boom, throws yeah, it off to the side. It's like, legs. what the fuck, dude? Just like shoots him like in one in each knee. He's like, he'll survive, and <laughs> just like slams open the gate. I love that. That, that is great. <laughs> he gets back on the bike. He'll live. He'll live. Like it's. It's amazing. The one-liners are incredible. And it just, again, it feels so, like, robotic, but, like... I do, like, 
when before when he gets to the point where he tells John he can't kill people is when he's about to shoot that guy and he says no. But I love when he pulls the guy because at first he thought he's like get this creep off me and they're like what's going on? And you're like why are you arresting this kid? And he's like I know take a hike. <laughs> like that's one of the things I'm like man this kid's a fucking asshole. He's like. These guys are literally trying to make sure you're okay. And then one of them gets their arms snapped in half. Yeah. But I love how he like... pulls them up. <laughs> I don't think the movie had come out quite yet. It came out the same year. I would have loved if John had looked at looked the guy with the long hair and said, take a hike, point break. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been a great line, but I don't think the movie had come out yet. Not quite yet. I don't take think. a hike, point break. <laughs> that would have been great. Yeah. But... <laughs> Yeah, from beginning to or like from that third act on, it's just crazy. Just all action. Again, hands down to um to Joe Morton and his acting. Like that sequence where basically he's running off nothing but adrenaline till his last breath is just it's just some great acting right there. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, drops the thing, boom, the whole thing blows up. Just I don't know, that whole sequence was just amazing to me. Then we get the T-1000 going from a cop bike to a helicopter. And that whole sequence of helicopter chase I thought was great. And I love how, I love how it ends with the slamming the brakes and the helicopter just smashing in the back of the truck. They got to get another car. They get that one guy's poor little truck. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a four-cylinder truck. I don't know. Not a very fast one. But yeah, then he's got the... Not the tanker, but well, I guess it's a tanker full of uh, liquid nitro. What is it? I think it's literally, yeah, like the liquid nitrogen because then they freeze them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great signals there. The crashing of that truck into the steel mill is awesome. I love how, how after all that, they come so close to John crashing into the forklift. And I mean, imagine all that after all that, he just were to crash on the forklift and die from that. Almost just gets impaled, decapitated. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Imagine that, but a uh, great sequence there with, I just love that whole, all the visual, the truck exploding, the liquid nitrogen everywhere that in the T1, the whole sequence of the T1000 freezing up. It's just awesome. Yeah. And then yeah, shot shatters and you think, hey, hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> hasta la vista, baby. Next, wow, well, he, he's been defeated. Movie over. Nope, steel melts him eventually and comes back together. And at that point, you're like, Holy fuck, there's just no stopping this guy! Yeah, but oh, man. love the steel meal sequence, though. Just everything from the T1000 and the uh Terminator fighting each other, the Terminator's arm getting ripped off everything having to free his arm by taking the pole and sticking it through his arm and twisting it and bending it to break it off i mean it's so badass though yeah the the practical the stan winston effects are so good nothing so, stops so a terminator good. oh he's pinned well snaps his own arm off he doesn't fucking care such a great sequence though and then yeah you get to a point where uh, he's smashing him with the steel beam just smashing his face in and just the makeup effects on that and how awesome and amazing that look. God, it's just, what a great movie. It is. 
I know we've been kind of going through it like scene by scene, but man, it's just so much fun to talk about. I, I mean, it's fun to rewatch too. Well, I just love the ending. I, I again, I love Sarah Connor's character so much. Like even like no matter how injured she gets, she wants to save John. Like when she's can barely move, she's pumping the gun, shooting him, pump, shoot, pump, shoot. Even though she's limping and everything, so good. And I love the death sequence of the T one thousand when he finally does get blown blown out of proportion big and then falls into the steel. Just love that sequence so much of him just Did you cry at the end when the T eight hundred had to go down there? Uh, no. <laughs> I see now why you cry. I see now why you cry. It gives him a thumbs up. I don't remember what I think it was a game that I was playing recently that did that that did the uh the, like some character falls in and sinks and I just they do a thumbs up I'm like ah Terminator Terminator it's awesome yeah uh, I think here I mean great ending I I think it's perfect ending what do you think of this ending this was I think I don't think it was ever shot but it was in a the script at least for an ending that after the Terminator goes down into the steel. You know, we know by then now everything's destroyed, the lab, all the chips, everything gone. Um, it cuts to instead of that dark road sequence and voiceover by Sarah Connors, we cut to Sarah at a park. She's older, watching John and her granddaughter playing on a playground. In other words, the apocalyptic future never happens. You know, that's a great ending. And it would have ended the franchise right there. <laughs> Yeah, we wouldn't have these shitty sequels, probably. Yeah, I go back and forth because is it two nights of an ending for as dark as the movie is, or is it after I all mean, the this whole, intensity? I mean, it's a nice ending, but like the whole like it's like we prevented the fucking apocalypse. I, I think that's a like that's the point of the whole movie. So I don't think it's like too nice of an ending yeah i mean yeah i guess i'm just mean does does the after all this intensity is that too light of a tone to end on because i think that was what they kind of decided on it might have been too light of a tone to end on so they went with the other ending like the we've set the, the we've we've changed the future but it's still unknown we'll leave it at that i kind of like that ending though of her, the idea of I mean, her they're old. both good like i do like the original i don't think it would have broken the movie I don't think it would have broken this movie. I'm just thinking like, but then they would not have been able to make any sequels. Or what? What? How would they have tried to go around that? Is my question. Well, you could easily just be like, oh, well, the future. They say it themselves in the movie, like the future is never set. It's not a guarantee. Or maybe it happens like. Then it happens some other way. Yeah, I don't know. You know. Interesting though. But yeah, yeah I thought I thought that'd be a very very interesting. I think if I got any more things in my notes here, it would just make sense if like how to get around that in sequels if they wanted to have instead of leaving it open ended. Mm-hmm. It literally would just be like, oh, it just took longer because like you know they have this chip that got them years into the future, as far as technology wise. So well, we eventually got there anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you could have just done that just as easily. I still wonder if we'll ever see anything like this in our lifetime as AI and everything increases. It's possible. I mean, it's crazy to think that, like, oh, these humans are a threat. Well, let's destroy them. Oh, you mean a worldwide apocalypse? I don't know if that's possible. But pop, 
maybe maybe but it t- all it takes is ai thinking on its own like these humans are a threat to me or something well one of the scary things i've learned about is i don't know exactly what it's for but it was a uh, facebook invented this ai program and i don't remember exactly what it's for is it for like something to like test out like a messaging feature or something well, they made this complex ai to like run through their facebook program and they found that after a while of like the ai developing it started to talk to the other ais in its own language interesting so they're like oh um i think they shut it down because <laughs> their ai started talking to each other in a language that they invented themselves that's so but that's crazy i think that we're there yeah that's crazy yeah, it's creepy. It's 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 fucking creepy. Well, because it could be anything from like a Terminator thing. It could be the Matrix where they just enslave us. Like, oh, humans, they are a great source of energy. Yeah. It, it's I mean, it's crazy to think where things could go. Yeah. Like, damn, uh, I love this movie though. I'm so glad I got to go see it twice in the theaters this week. It was so great to go do that. And you know, I'm feeling ambitious. I might even go a third time because it's still got a couple more days playing. Damn, Jordan. Damn. I know, but it's such a great movie. I just think it's the perfect sequel. I really think in my mind the franchise does end after this one. You got two solid movies. I just bugged me so much that they just had to go fuck it up. Well, I mean, there's a lot of wealth, like, yeah, an updated CGI version, like with better CGI with better practical offense of like like salvation like terminator salvation in theory awesome idea Mm -hmm. in execution shitty idea yeah and i never saw genesis never saw genesis either because i'm like i heard it was bad and then the other one came out and it was bad yeah i don't know but i don't really remember the tv show that people always say oh yeah it was actually pretty good i don't remember how good it actually was i don't know yeah. if that's just like the one revision Os- the one with brian austin green yeah like yeah, the- I never saw it i remember watching a few episodes like when it first came out but i don't know it was yeah, a long I mean, time ago yeah it had a two season run but yeah just never got around to watching it I'm trying to think any other any last thoughts on T2. Uh it's badass. It holds up. Yeah, I think 30 that's, years I, later. I think that's one of the biggest things. It's 30 years later. This movie holds up very nicely. Mm-hmm. Again, acting is still great. Minus John Connor's squeaky voice. <laughs> it's fine. He's a kid. We can we, we can just it. assume that the child is just himself going through puberty. Yep. But yeah, I think overall holds up very nicely. I still enjoy it, especially when you put them both together, the uh, storyline. I love the character arc that Sarah Connor goes through. Great story arc there. Makes for just an awesome, awesome character. Yeah, I, I really have no complaints for this movie. Of course you don't. It's a great movie. What, are we going to critique Terminator 2 Judgment Day? Are you kidding me? Hell no. And yeah, great score too. We didn't really talk about the score. We talked about it a little bit in the beginning with the opening credit sequence, but awesome score too. Same guy that scored the first one, came back and did this one, and I think topped the first one. Although the first one's got some great 80s, like almost video game-ish kind of sounds to it, which I like. Yeah. 
but yeah more like 80 synth yeah which is really cool yeah all right well yeah i think let's let's wrap it up here that's our talk for terminator 2 judgment day rewatch it definitely rewatchable if it's playing a theater near you go see it hell yeah hell yeah all right daniel where can they find us they can find us online on movies underscore brews instagram and twitter let us know what you think i mean do you like t1 do you like t2 do you think the sequels aren't as bad as people say let us know let us know yeah thanks everybody for downloading the show thanks for sharing with others and we will talk to you later or excuse me hasta la vista baby cheers Cheers. Cheers.